0: Welcome to Life on the Highway with Dustin. I'm Dustin and here with me today are Sarah
1: Hi. and Molly. Hello.
0: They're going to tell their story of their 13-hour journey to Houston and back which wasn't their final destination and I'll tell you about where I was in the last couple days since the uh, previous podcast. So let's just get right into Sarah and Molly. Uh, go to Molly first. Molly where were you trying to go today?
1: We're trying to go to Washington D.C., but uh, the fates had it out for us. Apparently,
0: <laughs> headed to Washington, and you didn't make it there. You got as far as Houston, yeah. right? Yeah. To Houston's Hobby Airport, the uh,
1: which was not in our original flight itinerary.
0: Sarah, Sarah where were you we supposed to go originally?
1: So our whenever we booked our flights, we were scheduled to go Tulsa to Dallas, Dallas to DCA. Was that Reagan? Yeah, I yeah, think that's Reagan. And then um, I think just like repeat the loop back, uh, a couple days later, that is not what happened.
0: So, so what happened? Let's just start at the beginning. Let's start, at, and when you get to Tulsa International Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastern Oklahoma's finest airport with direct <laughs> service to over thirty one cities mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. it's a great airport. We were talking about it today how much we actually really like the airport. We have a great tSA um like staff or whatever they're they're great yeah. there. It's easy to get through security. they're always friendly they're not intimidating and terrifying yeah and help they're very helpful um so I love the airport. we got there. And we were, you know, maybe 30 minutes or so before our boarding time. And after we well, made when you were in security first, you got a text... That's right. ...that said our flight had been canceled. Right? Not that canceled. It just said it was delayed. delayed. Okay. That's yeah. the first text. Yeah. So, the, I got a text message because uh, I would signed up for it when we bu- booked the flight saying our flight was delayed. And I was like, well, that's good. That gives us a little One bit of time, time to get that's breakfast. Right. And yeah. That's right. Not a big deal. We went and got breakfast. It was taking forever because the employee who was working oh, at the man. breakfast restaurant was the opposite of the helpfulness of the TSA staff. <laughs> and Not the, great. And the helpfulness of all the Southwest employees. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and while we were <laughs> while we were waiting for breakfast, I got another text that our connecting flight from Dallas to uh, Reagan had been canceled. And so we said, okay, well, we'll just go up to the gate, see what's going on. They rescheduled us. The best option they could give us at that point was to go Tulsa to Dallas, Dallas to Houston, Houston to Atlanta, and Atlanta to Reagan. And this is all because of weather that was happening at this point. It was all because of bad weather in Washington. They had canceled the Dallas flight because of bad weather, and so they were shuffling everything around just preemptively to try to to, to, to to try to cancel as few flights as possible. Exactly. Um, and we were supposed to be able to stay on our plane from Tulsa all the way to Houston. Yes. See, like one long connecting flight. Right. So we would have touched down in Dallas, but we would have stayed on the plane. Yeah. Theoretically, that's what was supposed to happen. <laughs>
0: But, but it didn't right. no so you get you get on the airplane in Tulsa and, yeah. and the air the airplane in Tulsa takes you to Dallas which is 35 minutes yeah it's fast, yeah, it's fast. you I mean you don't even get to max altitude in that flight no, no. I and mean, did they even come down the aisle with we snacks did, and we drinks? did. Okay. yes
1: so Saturday that was a fun flight yeah I always make friends on flights uh everybody who travels with me can testify to this I make friends everywhere I go yeah. because I like to talk to people but Um, The woman who sat next to me on the flight, it was her first time flying. She was a few years older than me, but she was real nervous. And what was interesting is she had worked on aircrafts in the past. So she was very knowledgeable about the airplane itself, but was like terrified of the actual flying part. So anyway, she was nice. I was talking to her. I told her, you know, this is the quickest flight. We're just going to barely get in the air. And then we're going to be touching down again, and that's what happened. We got, we landed in Dallas, and we were sitting there, and we told her, "Oh, we don't need to get up. We're in the back of the plane. We didn't have great boarding, um, uh, seat, whatever position yeah, I don't know or whatever it is for Southwest." Yeah, but uh, BC, where
0: were we at? B, we were B B. But, okay,
1: yeah. we were actually in that flight. That was the, like the one really good one. I remember this now. We were like B5 and B8 okay. or something, but because there were so many people that keep, are, were already getting shuffled, we were mm-hmm. like at the very back of the plane already yeah. for that flight, where we should have been like, you know, midway. Midpoint, yeah. So we got, we were sitting there, and said, oh, we don't need to get up. They came over the intercom. Oh, turns out if you're connecting to Houston, you've got to get off the plane. Oh. So we got off, and we went to the other gate, and as we are walking to the gate, we see the crew... The From um, our current plane that we're flight on, flight attendants who were on the plane that we were on, hustling past us, and I started kind of getting a little nervous then, because I thought, well, gosh, if they're running and hurrying, like, do we need to also hurry? So we got to the gate where we were supposed to be going, and you couldn't tell anything. There were so many delays today that none of the signs were ever really accurate yeah. mm. in a timely manner everything was being updated, but it was being updated so late that, like, whenever we got there, it said the plane was going to Baltimore, you know, and, or Boston Boston or something. It was going to Boston, yeah. yeah. We're like, well, we, is this even the right plane for us? So I got, I stood behind them and the, the flight attendants were like, hey, oh, you were on that plane with us. Go get in line over there. Yeah. You know, so we went and got in line and, uh, we were able to get onto that plane flew from Dallas to Houston, and at, actually we were like some of the first people on the plane, yeah, so we one. had a very, good, okay. very good reason very good there I guess if're you I guess because we would have been the first ones, yeah. otherwise, so they let us be the first ones on, even though we changed gates yeah yeah, if
0: you would have been in the plane you, they would yeah. have, they would have waited for you to reset yeah and then and then you could have gone wherever you wanted to yeah. so, so kind of the same thing there, yeah yeah. So you get on the plane, Houston, that's another 35, 45 minutes. Yeah, it was like an right?
1: hour. It, it was easy Another, another little yeah.
0: hop flight. Yeah. And then from what you've already told me, I haven't got the full, full story, but you get to Houston.
1: <laughs> and, and we never e- left. we
0: never <laughs> left. You stayed in Houston for, for almost the entire day. So you, you get from Dallas to Houston, you touch down in Houston. What is the plan at this point?
1: Basically, well, when we got to Houston, we didn't know anything that was amiss when we first got there. You know, it was just, like, at that point, we were supposed to have two hours before we went to Atlanta. We were supposed to have two-hour layover, So, we were like, well, we have time. You know, let's go see if we want to eat something. And so, first, walk we just around. kind of were like, let's go stretch our legs and walk around a little bit. And we went down um, the gate area terminal. And uh, we found a place to charge our phones. And we were sitting, and we were just watching, like, the screens where they have all the departures and arrivals. And it was just, like, delay delay cancel delay delay on all these different flights and they also had like a screen that was showing the weather map and then it started to storm (sighs) it stormed so hard and so loud like the lights were actually flickering in the airport okay we're we're Oklahomans yeah we can handle a thunderstorm i was not scared but i was like uh (laughs) Are we ever going to leave in this storm? From what we could see on the radar, it was just there. It was just sitting and it was one of those kind of storm systems right by the water where Mm. the water, the warm water from the Gulf just keeps percolating it it up. Yeah. 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 Feeding it. Yeah. So the power flickered several times. And about that point we were like, well, let's just sit and kind of see what happens with our flight. And we were like, you know, okay, we don't know how much time we're going to have. Should we actually like sit down and eat something or get something fast? And we were like. Well, they still haven't delayed our flight. Let's go ahead and just get something quick. We got like a slice of pizza, and we went back to our gate, thinking we only had about thirty minutes. And then, of course, literally as soon as we finished our pizza, they were like, "Okay, Atlanta folks, you've been delayed for another hour." hour. Um because and that was when they told us that there was a code red at the airport.
0: Code. What does code red mean? That that sounds pretty.
1: Yeah, it was fatalistic it was, it was, there. Was exciting. So basically, anytime there's lightning, planes can't take off because I guess they can catch fire or something exciting like that um, they're metal yeah they're metal it's bad <laughs> so uh and, and she said if there's a lightning with lightning that touches down within three miles the planes are all grounded so there were already people who were like boarding at the gates there so there was one plane that was at our gate that had been sitting there that still couldn't leave so we couldn't leave until they left and that was for like two hours that they were yeah. just sitting there in the plane oh. on the tarmac yeah it was not our plane. The our plane, plane that we were supposed to have continued on was also was on the also tarmac. just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So or there, would, were, yeah, there were planes full of people sitting in the tarmacs everywhere you looked around. Yeah, and I kept just saying, "We're really lucky. We're not in one of the planes. Yeah. We could get up, go to the bathroom, walk around. You know, you hear all those horror stories sure. of people being trapped on the planes. Um, we were very fortunate that was not us today. We did not ever have that happen today." Yeah. But, you know, it could have easily happened had we continued on in our journey because there were delays out of Atlanta. So we started doing some diving on the inter interwebs sure. <laughs> into the weather. Yeah, looking at the weather in Atlanta, trying to look and see if there were flights that were delayed out of Atlanta. And there wasn't really any, like, weather in Atlanta, but it was in DC and it was everywhere else around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so they were granting all these flights. And then it was so there was somebody we both follow on Twitter who was like, Oh, I'm on the tarmac, I've been stuck for however many hours, I keep getting delayed and we were like and she was trying to go to D C as well. So we asked her where she was and she was in Atlanta.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. Which
1: is where we were trying to get to. Um so at this point we're like, So are we ever gonna get out of Houston? And if so, are we going to even get to our conference in time? Because we're trying to get to D.C. for a conference. Um, You know, like, are we even going to get there in time to make it for the one thing that we have to do? Which was, at this point, like, 12 hours from... Yeah. You know, a little more than 12 hours from when we needed to be there. So, it was a... There's a lot of questions. We talked and about sessions. every option, we went through. as Molly and I do. We are very good at coming up with lots of alternatives and lots of options. <laughs> and I, I, of course, want to rank order and put it all in a list. You know, we sure. we were not that formal this time, uh-huh. um, but, you know, we may as well have been. Yeah. We were definitely going through the checklist, pros, cons. We ended up going to... We the, were just very afraid of getting stranded in Atlanta. Yeah. Because if we're still in Texas, if we had been, you know, stuck in Houston... It's close enough to people we know in Texas. It's close enough to Oklahoma. We we would have been okay.
0: Just for reference, it's eight hours from Houston to Tulsa. Yeah, it's drivable. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. drivable.
1: But if we were in Atlanta, that would have been just like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So we went and talked to the gate agent. We said, we're real nervous. Are they going to cancel our flight out of Atlanta? And she's She's like, oh, "Oh, we'll never put people on a flight that's going to get canceled. That's literally what
0: they said.
1: Yeah. Which is very... I
0: don't know how much I trust that. But...
1: Well, you know, I mean, I think, like, in That's theory... That's kind of what they have to say. Yeah, because yeah. why would they? they? Of course they're not going to put you on a flight they know is going to get canceled. Yeah. That being said, you can't. they can't predict the weather any more than we can. Right. We're not meteorologists, whatever. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, yeah, we know you're not going to put us on a flight theoretically, but also we are very concerned about getting there. Sure. Yeah. So she suggested that we rebook our flight from atlanta or going from houston to atlanta atlanta to washington she said well i could get you on a direct flight from here in houston to baltimore
0: baltimore maryland nice little train ride yeah from uh from baltimore to dc i've done it before
1: further from our hotel but still in the right area right so we said we'll take that Keep in mind each time there was a change in the flight plans we had to get up we had to change our baggage. Sure. And each yeah, of us had a checked bag. bag. Yeah. Um we and we were also getting later and later flights. Because yes. it started where, you know, originally our flight but like we were supposed to get in DC at like six o'clock and then the Baltimore flight wasn't supposed to leave until like eight. Yeah. So, so it would have been eleven like, PM by the time we made it to Washington. Yeah. Or Baltimore, and so then even at later. that
0: point you've got eight or nine hours to prepare for your conference, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just uh, and that
1: includes sleeping and getting to the hotel and getting showered and cleaned up, and yeah.
0: but still, this is this is a possibility because it. yeah,
1: totally because you're
0: different. wanting to go do your event, you're yeah. wanting to go see Washington. It's a great experience yeah. if you've never been to the nation's capital. Uh, <laughs> delightful place yeah. to visit, tons Absolutely. of museums, tons of free stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Expensive to get to, yeah. but once you're there. It's a pretty pretty cost efficient vacation. Yeah,
1: it can definitely uh, be. Working. The
0: the the subway is, you know, not the cleanest in the world, um but it's it's easy to get everywhere. It's not a huge system. Uh tons of great stuff to see, a lot of history if you're into civics at all. Definitely uh a little tip for if you ever travel to to Washington, go take a capital tour and uh when you're in the capital capital tour Make friends with one of the tour guides at the Capitol. Uh, Statuary Hall is where there are two statues uh, for each state in the Union. And you can ask your tour guide, if you cozy up to them enough, uh, where both of those statues are. And they will take you directly to both of those statues. Uh, the statues for Oklahoma are Will, will Rogers, Rogers and, and Sequoia. Sequoia? Okay. I haven't been, but I'm just- um, yeah, uh, the one for Will Rogers is off the beaten path. Yeah, it's in a different hallway. It's not in Statuary Hall, the original House Chamber. Uh, so we actually had our tour guide take us there one time when Sarah and I went. Really neat. So back to the the travel nightmare that you experience. So you rebook, right?
1: Yeah, and this was only at like three. So, yeah. four, so three at or this four point p.m in the day yeah so still pretty we still at this point are like okay well now we have five hours to kill yeah. for our flight so then you know we got back to where we were sitting and watching the screens of all and, the- and we had sat down like five minutes maybe from the time we had booked rebooked the flight went and sat down maybe five minutes have passed. And that flight's delayed, an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sarah gets another text message. So mm-hmm. glad okay. she subscribed to the text messages. Yeah,
0: Always yeah. sign up for the text alerts. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So I said, okay, well, we're here for another hour longer. And at that point, we really were like, is this worth it? Are we going to even have time to make it, again, make it to the conference before we could, you know, or in time to, do, to give our presentation. Sure. Yeah. Which, ultimately, spoiler alert, we decided we were not going to make it. Because we were very concerned it, it further delays, yeah. further the weather was still not clearing up yeah. anywhere in Atlanta. Oh, and we saw and on Washington the News that there was a tornado in Baltimore. Yep. There oh, was a tornado wow. warning in Baltimore. Um yeah. so yeah just all kinds of weather on that in the, in the eastern half of the country and southeastern half of the country. And it's not that we were worried about the weather being bad 5 hours later. Sure. whenever our plane would eventually make it there, but every single delay just stacks up. Yeah. And so our again, our main concern was what's going to happen if we get stranded in a city where we we can't get out. Right. And then we're out even more money. Yeah. So we we talked through our options. We decided we were going to try to cancel and then come back home. Yeah. Molly called uh Southwest and asked if we could have uh the ticket money credited back to our account. Originally they said yes. We then later found out that once you have taken one leg of your flight, you cannot get a refund.
0: Okay, so once you've used their jet fuel, at all, at all, even if it's yeah. only
1: half of the jet fuel you were going to use, right? <laughs> yeah, he said something like, "All you can get back now is $10. Mm-hmm. ten dollars."
0: Ten dollars,
1: like t- yeah, the two was money the tax something federal oh, okay. government taxes
0: 9 nine eleven tax and all that, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, which I'm like, yeah.
1: okay, I'll take that ten dollars. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hello McDonald's. Yeah. We. Yeah. Believing that we were going to be able to get a refund on our or a credit on our accounts with the tickets, we went ahead and canceled our hotel, which we are not certain if we're going to be able to get a refund on that because here's another good tip. If you are using any kind of travel app uh, and you are allowed to check in in advance at that hotel, that actually begins your stay no matter if you're there physically or not. So, I had done that the day before, as they will allow you to do. You get to pick a room. It's great. You can use your phone as a key. I I
0: use it religiously.
1: Yeah, and I would definitely suggest it if you are in control of your travel. Sure. If you are flying and it's any kind of precarious weather situation, don't check in until you make it there. Because since I had checked in, we were not able to cancel that reservation and get a refund. So, we had to just kind of take the loss there. We went ahead and canceled that. Then we found out after the fact, oh, well, our our credit wouldn't have worked anyway on the flight. So we were kind of just rocking a hard place. Yeah. And but at this point, it's like, whatever. We just want to get home. I said, right. do you have any flights to Tulsa or Oklahoma City? Because I knew if we could make it to Oklahoma City, we could get back here again. It was like, just get us close. Yeah. We'll do the rest of it. There was a flight to Tulsa, 20 minutes. It was leaving 20 minutes from wow. then. So he said, we don't have time to get your bags and get them on that plane, but we can get you there if you guys go straight to the gate. We said, okay. Got our new boarding passes, booked it over. They were calling our names. We had to run the last little oh, bit wow. of it. Uh, they said, the plane is completely boarded. We are waiting for you, Molly and Sarah. <laughs> get on the plane. Get on it. We yeah. came around the corner. They they knew it was us because we were running. They said, there they are. Yep. Got on the plane. I was like... This close to hugging every single person I, I came <laughs> to because I was so happy. I was like, this is it. We're going home finally. You know, Southwest just so really, happy. you know, does have like the nicest employees, I feel yeah, like, of do. all the airlines that I've flown. They're always just, I mean, occasionally there's a, a person that has a bad grown. day or whatever. Yeah. Right. But like in general, they're just so friendly. And so when you do have like a bad travel day, it mm-hmm. helps to have nice people nice people to offset that and be like we're really glad to see you on this flight and you're like thank you yeah, so yeah. Nice.
0: especially on a hard travel day like yeah. that yeah yeah
1: Honestly, so. that was the, le- the best flight, too. It was on a brand-new plane. Oh my God. It was half full. It was mm-hmm. the only flight of the day that we were on that wasn't crammed full and sure. that wasn't going to be crammed full. Yeah. So if we had taken any of the other flight options that we had been presented with, those were all going to be crammed because everybody was squeezing. Yeah. The benefit of living here in middle America is nobody's coming here.
0: Well, it's, it's it, on, you know? especially on a Thursday night, when yeah. business travelers leave, there's no one coming to Tulsa. Everyone's just getting out of Tulsa from the energy industry. So, right. like, that Tulsa to Houston flight's can going to be packed because people in the energy industry in the central U.S. either live in Tulsa, Oklahoma City, or Houston. Oh, yeah. Those are the three. Other than the, the North Dakota and South Dakota stuff, right. uh, the shale up there, most all of the energy industry in the United States is centered in those three cities. Yeah. So, going out, sure, it's packed. But when you get to... Um, Coming back to Tulsa on a Thursday night. Not all people were exporting back to Tulsa on a right. Thursday night. So. Yeah.
1: We were. You were. Yeah. We were unfortunately. And some women going to Branson for some reason were coming through our flight. Okay. You would have been proud of me. I uh-huh. I did chime in, just one little Yeah tidbit. there was this guy who was like, You all should check out Silver Dollar City. And we were like, these were not these were not women that that looked like they would enjoy Silver
0: solar city. They're not ready to ride also, the time travel. He also did not
1: explain it as a theme park. He didn't explain it as an amusement park. He was like, It's an old timey place that dates back to the eighteen hundreds. He made it seem like it was like a museum. Like an old building. Oh he's in on
0: like the mythology. Yeah. Like he is he's like written into the lure. He
1: right. he also was from Paul Huska. Because, you know, uh-huh. when you're in a flight, and you can eavesdrop, and you can mm-hmm. listen to everybody, which, no, as he, I mentioned... No, he wasn't from Pahes, He was recommending Potheska. No, he said he woman. was, too. Oh, he was, too. Uh-huh. I was going to say the yeah. other woman was from Pahes, That but. They bonded over that. He, oh. While we were walking up the ramp, he told her his address, which I oh. also heard.
0: <laughs> throwing out, like, <laughs> trying to slide in those DMs, or...?
1: I don't think so. No. He has a wife. Oh, well, and that's was, 2019, Sarah. Well, and again, it is 2019. There was a significant age difference. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Also 2019.
1: It could be a a May December relationship yeah. on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But... A May
0: death December relationship. <laughs> yeah.
1: pretty much. Again, why <laughs> he was, was trying to pitch Silver Dollar City heard... to them. I don't know. So was what not... what'd
0: you chime in with?
1: Um they were talking about different shows they wanted oh, to see and someone said one of the women said, "I heard there's some Christian some show. Christian show, Sam some, something, Samson maybe and I just turned around and I said, "I said my husband and mother-in-law just saw it recently and they loved it."
0: Amazing, yeah, absolutely amazing. Just I'm gonna take a pause here for a minute from this story <laughs> to talk about Samson Sight and Sound Theaters, Branson, Missouri. One of the biggest theaters in all of Branson, 2,000 seat auditorium, and at Sight and Sound Theaters, uh, not a sponsor yet. Um, but if Sight and Sound wants to jump on, we really try to keep this podcast family friendly. There's no explicit tag on it. I want you to listen to it with your kids in the car. Uh, Sight and Sound theaters bring the Bible to life, mm-hmm. and currently they're doing Samson uh, until I believe uh, around December time, and then I think they're going to bring back the Miracle of Christmas, amazing little uh, operatic style show about the birth of Christ, and then after that next year at Sight and Sound, it's going to be Noah. Story of the Flood. It's really an immersive showcase. Set in uh, Oklahoma. Yes, exactly. With how much water a we have. Very timely. Yeah, very timely. Very timely
1: production. Uh, but
0: Sight and Sound Theaters can't recommend it yeah. enough. If you're ever in Branson for a couple nights, check out whatever's playing at Sight and Sound. Yeah. Um, regardless of any of your. Uh, philosophical, religious beliefs or anything, just great storytelling. Um, yes, there's a little bit of evangelism at the end. It is Branson. You wouldn't be going there if you weren't expecting to uh, to have a couple attempts to save your immortal soul uh, <laughs> while you were headed there. But Sight and Sound Theaters, Branson, Samson, check it out. Let's get back to the story here. So we're talking to the ladies on the plane going back from Houston to Tulsa. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I also suggested shopping as I yeah. do. And I didn't I honestly didn't offer much else because the other man was very excited to offer lots of suggestions. Sure. Mainly about Silver, Silver Dollar City. He was, in. he was very milk toast also, so he was like, You really should check out Silver Dollar City It <laughs> <laughs> was he, he was, was very exactly, boring yeah. he was a former athlete he was a wrestler at OU who broke his neck <laughs> if he's listening to this he'll know exactly who he will know he will know he now coaches at like Holland Hall or something oh
0: okay Holland Hall coach shout out to milk guy. toast guy <laughs>
1: he was nice again I just I don't <laughs> know that I would have nice. recommended that place well yeah but, you know, and especially because they mentioned that they're going with their grown daughters who are mm. like in their 20s yeah. mm. so it's not like they have like young kids that they're taking a,
0: a big travel tip here guys when you're suggesting when, you, when you're doing Doing your your Midwestern duty and talking to random strangers about whatever they're doing, Um you right. have to give them advice. It's something we just we can't stop. I
1: Can't stop. Can't and stop. I, I, I even, even said Molly. that to them. Introverted said,
0: Molly can't stop.
1: I said shopping very quietly. You, yeah, you said, I couldn't shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to eavesdrop. I couldn't stop myself. Literally said stop. that to those women. You can't stop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you're uh, if you're ever doing your Midwestern duty, know your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Like find out things. Don't talk about Silver Dollar City to to a group of of older folks. Let's yeah, talk it, about it's
1: great. But yeah, it, it, it's very hilly.
0: Yeah, very yeah. hilly. I I one time I almost hyperventilated pushing a stroller <laughs> of one of their twenty five to thirty degree inclines. Um, <laughs> definitely want to do a little walking out the neighborhood. Maybe up a couple hills. Maybe t- change that. Uh, go up to Stairmaster. Yeah. If you're trying to go to Branson, um, you know treadmill for Vegas, Stairmaster for Branson. Yeah. Uh, turn that incline up a little bit if you're going. Um,
1: so we it's turned into a Branson podcast. Yeah, and all every, of a sudden <laughs> it's a Branson podcast.
0: I said in my first episode, every podcast could turn into a Branson podcast for me. You never know.
1: We uh, we ended up that was as we were getting off the plane. Got off the plane. We're back in our home airport. I said it was only 12 hours ago that we were here. Yeah. We we came got to the airport around 9 oh, a.m. A world landed at the airport about 9 p.m. Totally different. And again, I, I love our airport. Um, you can't really expect to do much sure. at 9 p.m. on a Thursday. So just if you're ever flying in, make sure that you have a game plan to not try to get food once you immediately get off the plane. Right. So walked over to baggage. We knew our luggage wasn't there. Yeah. Went straight to the baggage claim office. Yeah. Gave our information. The woman who helped us. She was the only person who was like, I, we kind of had to assert ourselves just a bit. Yeah, because she was like, well, it'll be in at DCA. And we were like, no, that's, that's not where our plane was supposed to go. Our plane,
0: our, we got our baggage
1: was supposed to be at Baltimore. And then she's like, yeah, but they won't have put your baggage on that plane. Like, and we were just like. But she did. You yeah. know, yeah. so we we said, could you check both places? That sure. would be great if you could ask. And she finally said, Oh yeah, of course. I'll we'll go ahead and we'll ask both of these places. Sure. So we are hoping to hear back she said uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, tomorrow yeah. evening. Yeah, it which is... is really not bad no, in terms no. of a delay. I've, I've I've had my bags lost a few times, and it never takes yeah. any amount of time. We were able to get back to the car, no problem. Um, yeah, I we used fine airport parking, which oh, is another feature fine of the Airport. Parking. airport. Awesome. There's only two of them in the country. Um, you can valet to the airport for $3 more than you can park at the airport. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's exceptional service. It is. Whenever we got there today, they were like, Oh, would you like to do a wash and vac? You know? And I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Why not? Upsell. And, uh, then we weren't even there long enough.
0: To get the we weren't even Did you get a refund for the wash? Oh,
1: they didn't charge me for it. Yet. Oh, that's good. Because they didn't do it, you know. But it was it was just kind of hilarious. And so they, they gave like, you a discount on the oh on yeah. The they rate. felt bad for us. Yeah, we told them our story. So, so we we got in the car, came home. The capper to the story because I feel like this is just the cherry on top of the crap Sunday of the yeah. day. Oh. Molly needed to get a yeah, refill. We of medicine. we didn't have our our bags with us, and my... Nightly medication was in my suitcase. Oh no! You know, thankfully we have a doctor in the family. Dad called and you know, was able to call in. That was like when we got on the plane to Tulsa. I texted and was like, "Dad, can you call in some medication for me?" Sure. In Broken Arrow, since I knew that's where we'd be ending up, so that was waiting for us. <laughs> so we pull up to the pharmacy, and we're at this point, Sarah and I are like, "Okay, we're coming down from all the stress. We're ready to kind of like relax at home, enjoy the rest of our evening." Sure. Well, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm stealing myself for another potential outcome like maybe they won't have my medication because it's kind of a weird you know sometimes they don't have it on formulary (laughs) pull up and uh it was there the medicine was was there there. yeah but the guy just didn't want to give it to me basically oh Um, my goodness he basically all all but accused molly of being a drug seeker yeah this was not a control. it's It's an anti-seizure medication that i take to prevent my migraines which doesn't really matter, but it just was like he he said, well, it's a very peculiar dosage, and I just was like, well, that's what I take. I take this much a day, you know. He's like, well, we just need to verify. Oh no, he said, I would like to believe that that's true. Oh my! Um, yeah, and he, it, he like, questioned he questioned Molly and her like reliability as a customer. He looked oh, yeah, up because he also was like, we've well, never seen you in here before, and I was yeah. like, and then he also said, you know, who's this doctor that? Is calling this in do you know them and I was like yeah it's
0: Chuck Chuck yeah. you're okay dude
1: yeah it's my dad you know and then he's like we well, just have them call back and they can verify it for us which you know anytime my dad calls in a prescription he like leaves his name and number and all of his credentials like sure his FDA number and all that DA. stuff. DEA yeah. number um, so I was like you literally have everything you need on the voicemail yeah but, but we had did, to call Dad. Oh, we had to call. We, we had, had to, to call Dad him. Oh. Have him call. Because, I'm
0: sure he was pleased as yeah. punch oh, for was, that. Yeah,
1: which he was not mad at he us, was fine, but he was just like, you know, you know. But the fact that the pharmacy can't just call a doctor. Anyway, so it was a whole thing. They made a circle around because there was a car that pulled up behind me, which is a pet peeve of mine at drive-thrus. <laughs> And then they didn't even verify my insurance and try to bill it to my insurance or anything. Yeah, they were pouring over like Molly's... They were like, well, the last time you were in here was for this flu shot, you know, and that wasn't called in by him or whatever. And I just was like, okay, Okay. you know, why does that matter? Give me my pills. Yeah. Very, very warm welcome Uh back to to Tulsa. (laughs) After a long day of travel. I said, you know, maybe we were a little cranky and maybe it wasn't as bad, but I don't know. I feel like if you're at a pharmacy and you have a prescription called in... Yeah, and I said to him, I was like, I'm stranded. We've been traveling all day and I'm completely out of my medication and I really need it. Yeah. I made that point because I was like... This isn't something I can just wait on and get tomorrow.
0: And and once again, we can't say this enough. This isn't like a like a schedule three opioid no. here. We're not talking anything crazy. This is like, like if a if
1: it were our father would not be able to prescribe it for her. Right. right? And you can't keep right. those in over the phone anyway. That's, yeah. R- yeah. So this it is, was just really weird that they I guess grilled. the way he, they grilled her, they were really going into her information, and then they were also going into Dad's, well, we've never, he's not in our system, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Is my, he even a doctor? Kind Is of he type. even a doctor? He didn't say that, but it was no, effectively. It was kind of in- infer- inference. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have his credentials. Yeah. yeah. You know, that kind of information, that kind of questioning. And I was just immediately annoyed, because I was like, I know he's called stuff in here before. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so yeah, that was that was the end of. The, I was like, "What a cupcake on top of this day!" Yep. Yeah, wow. we were very yeah. very irritated, but we made it home. But we did make it home finally.
0: And you got home, and you know, You got the
1: drugs. You know. Yeah, you got the medicine. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you're not going to get sick tonight. Right, so.
0: right, very good. Because yeah. you're staying here tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, you're you're a house guest. Uh, sometimes <laughs> yes. um, we both stay at each other's houses from time to time. We live yeah. about an hour and a half from each yeah. other. Right, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty horrible day, but I'm both. I'm glad you're both here. Yeah, I mean, um, you know,
1: all all things said, it wasn't like the worst experience. Sarah and I were talking about that. It's not our worst experience traveling. It's not our worst experience being stranded in an airport. You know, we tried to be extra nice to all of the Southwest employees that we encountered sure. because yeah. you can understand it. It was not the part of any of the the employees there. They were not at fault for the delays. Yeah, really, largely it was weather. Yeah. And it I said at one point, it doesn't make sense. I said it's really easy for people to direct their anger to a person and not the weather, but that's not yes, and you're not at fault for this. It's it's largely outside your control. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be mad at you. Sure. You know, it's not right.
0: And and people forget all the time that these are just people and yeah. they're working within a system, just like we all do in our occupations. Yeah. And you know, if there's any kind of leeway that they can give you in any kind of situation, which there might be, you never know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you never know if they're a decision maker or what kind of th- strings they can pull. You're always going to catch more flies with honey. Yep. You yeah. know, it's it's not going to, it's not one of those things where yelling is, is really going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Except with maybe a pharmacy person. <laughs> um, that person. Pretty sure he was a Tech. Tech. Yeah, tech, yeah. so not, not a licensed not,
1: that, that, person. He was not the
0: pharmacist. That is true. Not the pharmacist. Yeah. His coat was not long enough it. to be the pharmacist. No. no, he had no
1: coat. He had no coat. He was
0: coatless. Coatless. Yeah, he was coatless. he, he was, was coatless and giving you the third degree. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My goodness. He needs to become we got to become a fry cook or something. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I'm glad you're back. Um, let, let's let's just end this whole conversation with a little bit more positive stuff. I'm going to ask you some yeah. travel questions. Okay. Um, I'll direct some...
1: Real quick, can I give the the things I learned from this experience? Absolutely, today? go for it. I've been mental again. I like lists, so I've been Sarah's, kind of coming Sarah's up- in
0: the lists and also learning. So <laughs> I am um, an
1: educator. Yeah. I am. So I would say number one, um, always pack. A spare outfit sure. and minimal toiletries, because in your carry-on, because you yeah. never know what's going to happen. True. This is the one time in recent history I did not do oh that. My yeah, goodness. and in my case, I literally this morning was like, "Well, should I bring put my medicine in my suitcase or my carry-on?" And I was like, eh I'll be fine. We both, Molly and I, broke our normal routine because mm-hmm. we were being very casual, and it was the one time, of course, that yeah, we should it, not have done that. Right. But, yeah. So that's the first. It's like, make sure you always have at it least just... to over-prepare. One night's worth of things that you're going to need, because you never know where you're going to get stranded. Yeah. Uh, my second uh, thing that I learned today is cancel the flight before you cancel the hotel. Yep. Got to make sure that you can't actually get there before you cancel the there. Right. Right. Um, and then I guess my third thing is I learned what code red is. The lightning. Yep.
0: Code red. H O U.
1: Not just the Mountain Dew. And yeah. it wouldn't be Delicious. Code like white. I wish I was white
0: still a kid and could drink that.
1: Or code black. I don't know. I'm sure there's all different kinds of meanings for the different colors. Sure. I wonder what like the terrorist code yeah. is. Code terrorist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Code terror. <laughs> code vigilant eagle. <laughs> Who knows. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was it. They probably they don't, don't announce the that
0: the Yeah, they probably not. Probably not. They they probably don't announce oh, that there's a... Oh, uh,
1: one, one addendum. If you can find oh. a seat that has a outlet next to it, don't give it up for anything if you're oh, going to be laid out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the airport, yeah. definitely. we got a great spot. We were sitting. It was a pretty comfy bench. They pretty nice little like round bench pillow things. But not all of them had outlets. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like, why don't airports have outlets every single spot that you're sitting? Yeah. So that's what, if you can find a seat with an outlet sure. and you know you're going to be at the airport for a while, just hold it. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't eat. Just stay there as long as you can. Because it's <laughs> a prime real estate. hours. Yeah. And we charged up our phones and were able to use Good. them the rest of the time. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm done with that. Sorry.
0: Oh, no. No problem. This is... This is a travel... It's in its essence, is a show to learn about travel. I mean, really, I'm going to talk about all different kinds of things as we go through this podcast. We're going to talk about pro wrestling on, in northeastern Oklahoma. Um, we're going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about camping. I talked about our camping trip on, on episode one. I heard that. Um, good. I'm glad you're a listener. Um, <laughs> we're also married. Shocker. Sarah and I are, are married, legally, um, and spiritually. Okay. So... Um, <laughs>
1: Thanks we, for clarifying, uh, yeah, clarifying, that. clarifying yeah, that there. there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so
0: we are um, joined at the hip per se, and uh, thankfully she's a listener to this uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask you some travel related questions. I'm glad I've got both of you laughing. This is good. We're we're enjoying some post script time here with our with our travel. Um, I'm going to ask you the first question, and I'm going to go to Molly first, um, who, by the way through the entire uh, recording of, of the episode so far, has been holding one to two dogs <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, so uh,
1: if you hear panting in the background, it's not me. Yeah,
0: if you hear panting or barking, uh, we've got a Pomeranian Chihuahua coexisting peacefully. Uh, <laughs> Molly's kind of an animal whisperer. Uh, she's, she's definitely a, a good calmer of animals. So the first question, I'm going to ask you this too, Sarah, so prepare your answer as well. Uh, Molly, what's your favorite city to visit? This is a two-part question. What's your favorite city to visit, and what's one cool thing you can talk about that people may not know about when they travel there?
1: Okay. So, this is a slightly different answer. Well, my favorite city that I have visited, because mm-hmm. it's not a place that I get to go a lot, because I feel like favorite city to visit makes it seem like you get to go
0: uh, that's and then that, There we go. Yeah, your favorite city that you have visited, and one cool thing that people may not know about while they're there.
1: So, the, the my favorite place that I have visited... I just went to New York, which was super awesome, but still my favorite is Paris. Um, And Lois is now snoring, so you guys will probably hear that in the background, just as a fly. Um, (laughs) But the thing I always recommend to people that's like a a super easy, cheap, awesome thing to do when you're in Paris that you should do at least one time, which somebody else recommended to me whenever I went the first time, is um, they do like a light show with the Eiffel Tower at night like every hour on the hour once it gets dark they'll like shine the lights and point spotlights and stuff that's cool. um so if you go like on your way in the subway you can pick up like a baguette and some fruit and cheese or whatever and a bottle of wine or whatever you want and you can have just like a picnic on the garden oh, like yeah. in front of the eiffel tower and just sit and watch the eiffel tower lights and have your dinner out there and chill for an evening and that's like a nice lovely inexpensive way to spend an evening in paris
0: that is awesome. That sounds really cool, Paris, France. Yes. Okay. Not Paris, Texas. Or Paris, Arkansas.
1: Or Paris. Arkansas.
0: Um, I drove through Paris, Arkansas the other day. Mm. Um, awesome though. Eiffel Tower, yeah. really cool. Um, any other Paris tips? Like some some like more mainstream tips yeah. for Paris travelers?
1: Um, I would say you know everybody always wonders about the Louvre. Um, and that's kind of a must do because that's where the Mona Lisa is. But it's also massive. And impossible to get through. And if you have a limited amount of time, I prefer the Musée d'Orsay, which is also right next to the Louvre and has all the Impressionist art. So if you're really into, like, mummies and, like, want to see older...
0: Right. Like treasures of colonialism.
1: Right. to yeah. oh, the Louvre. Um, which, again, the Louvre is cool. Like, just right. walking through the building is cool. But if you're more into, like, specific types of art, um, the, the Orsay is preferable, I think. And then also, Laurent Gervais is right near there, and that's like five euro or something to get in. Oh, okay. that's where uh, Monet's water lilies are. Oh. So they're like... I would have never known that. Massive, giant pieces of art that literally take up an entire room, and they have like skylights so that you can see them in like natural light as he painted them.
0: Uh, that's really cool. But
1: yeah, so those two museums I enjoy a lot more than the artwork that's in the Louvre, because the, right. the artwork that's in the Louvre is all like... Castles, or like old boring stuff. I, tre- I don't know how to this- the treasures <laughs> there, of colonialism. There, there, there's right? or, yeah, yeah. there's like, yeah. There's words to describe it, but yeah, I like the stuff that's like impressionism forward. So,
0: like actual French art too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because so, yeah. yeah. So Sarah, same question. Your favorite city um, that you have visited, or your favorite city to visit, either one, and one cool thing that people may not know about um, when they when they visit.
1: These are the kinds of questions I ask my students to answer on getting to know you speech days. Uh And I am feeling for them right now. Because I have part of the answer, but I don't know if I have a good answer for the second part. I love to go to Las Vegas. I regularly admit this. My students know this. Anybody who knows me for longer than like five minutes knows how much I love to go to Vegas. Mm. I really enjoy the city. I think that it is... um, Probably not only my favorite place to go, but the place I visit the most mm-hmm. that's not uh somewhere where we might go for work or family right. uh family oriented places so uh Vegas is great. I would say that something that you may not know is that you can really do the trip in any different number of ways. It makes a good trip for a girl's vacation. It's a good couple's vacation. Um, And I think that increasingly it is becoming a place where you can actually take your family. And so, depending upon what you want to get out of the trip, how much money you're looking to spend, are you looking to do sightseeing, thrill-seeking, debauchery, you know, poolside clubbing, shows. You've just got... Oh, foodie. Of course, that's been one of our things lately we've enjoyed is just the food. I think you've got any kind of number of options, and you can do all of those things... In uh, Las Vegas. I like that uh, you can visit the downtown, the old Mm -hmm. downtown Fremont Street. The Fremont Street experience is an experience.
0: Very experiential. Uh,
1: Lots of debauchery for sure. Sure, I feel like the last couple of times that I've gone, it's the wildest I've ever seen it. And I'm there as a people watcher, not as a participant in that because that's just too much... But it's very fun to watch everybody be crazy. And
0: it was it was it was when I started going to Vegas, it was much more family friendly. It was very family uh, friendly. And now on Fremont. yeah, on Fremont. And now it's the least family friendly place that I there, That's interesting. Are, there yeah. are strip side casinos and bars that are more family friendly yeah. than than Fremont street. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah.
1: At least at nighttime. Now we've I've only gone to Fremont at night recently. I don't know if it's any better during the day. I would guess it's not. It's probably just less crowded. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Las
0: Vegas. We'll have to ask my brother. Um, He will be on a future episode. He is heading out to Las Vegas on Sunday. Uh, he will be going on a trip there, and he's going to play in an event in the World Series of Poker. Wow. Um, not the big $10,000 man event, but he's going to play in a smaller event. So we'll have him on to talk about his experience and how he likes to Vegas as well. Yep. And I'm sure uh, we will have many Las Vegas episodes yeah. because yeah. we all all three of us, uh, and anybody that I bring on, a lot of people we know go, go quite a bit. Um, I like to go two or three times a year. That's personally, an
1: easy place to get to, yeah, and
0: if the hotel rooms are free, you just pay a quick direct flight to get there, and um you know just have a great time yeah you know? everybody everybody has a great time yeah. out there um so what's um last question here for each of you what's what's the next big trip you want to go on, Molly, the next big trip that kind of a pie in the sky we were kind of idea about this yeah. And if it's the same for each of you, feel free to chime in. But if you have different ones, go ahead, too. But
1: Where did you say? I think I was talking about Austin was a yeah. place. Okay. Like I have, I've never been to Austin. Um, so I think we were saying that would be fun to go to. And There was somewhere else I mentioned. Tulsa, Colorado. Colorado. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Colorado. Yeah? Because we have a bunch of friends who've moved up there. Um, you know, like Oklahoma's are exiling to Colorado, it seems like.
0: Sure. Um, they might come back for some reasons. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. So that...
0: Yes, we're talking about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we mentioned that earlier. It's just like, it would be nice to go see. Like, I have a friend, like a really good friend from high school that lives up there now. And we have some friends from college. Um, so that was, that was the big trip we mentioned. Which Sarah was That's, like, that would be a good camper trip.
0: Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, it would. But, uh, fun fact. Uh, the, the cover art for this podcast is actually a picture of the car that I talked about in the first episode, my 2016 Camaro, sitting on the Oklahoma-Colorado border. Very
1: nice. Yeah,
0: there's a storm in the background. That storm ended up pelting the car with hail. Thankfully, no big marks on the car that night. But um, right on the colorado Oklahoma border, the only time I've ever been in Colorado is literally to get out of the car, take that picture, and then drive back, and that's it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the only time I've walked literal footsteps. Into Colorado, that's it. And I still count it as one of the states I've been to because I was well, yeah. I counts. walked in it. Counts, counts, yeah. Uh, beautiful part of the country. Definitely should should if you are on a trip from one place to another in the area, go through that part of Oklahoma. Yeah. If not, it's probably not a destination uh, unless you are into astronomy. It's one of the best places to watch stars because most large cities are in the order of two hundred to three hundred miles away uh, from that. So, Sarah, uh, any addition to Austin or or maybe Denver?
1: Honestly, I've been trying to, I really have been wanting to go back to Ireland. Yeah, It's a really expensive outing, though, to take the whole family. Um, God, Chuck, that was gross. Chuck was clearing his Chuck throat Chuck is not there. into the idea of going to Ireland. No, because he, he
0: knows he'd be boarded for that trip.
1: <laughs> oh, poor pup. Yeah. Um, Trigger I,
0: warning for dogs.
1: <laughs> I would like to go to Ireland. Yeah. I went, I I, I did a study abroad, and I loved it, and I want to go back. But, again, it's just tricky. I feel like that is not, that is not something that we actually have planned. Now, we have Mm -hmm. some other big trips that we have planned that I'm really looking forward to, but in terms of ones that I haven't been able to get really going and set into motion yet, that's it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for telling your story. Uh, I'm really glad you're home. Like I said, I'm sorry that you had such an experience and that you're, in, in Tulsa instead of Washington District of Columbia this evening. Yeah. Um, probably a couple more things to do around there. Maybe a night tour that you could have taken. Or
1: We could do a or, night tour here yeah. Uh, yeah. in the backyard with there the dogs. Go. There
0: you go. Lots of animal life in the backyard yeah. with this giant flood that we have going on in the yeah. city of Tulsa. Uh, so thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, any any social media that people can find you on oh, or anything yeah. what do you got sir?
1: you can follow me on Twitter I'm at Turner Mick T U R N E awesome. R M C G. I advise my students I say they can follow me there if they want I'm also on Facebook but I'm not as fun on Facebook
0: yeah so It's just, Facebook's Facebook I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah. Really more Facebook's like Facebook's dying Twitter's yeah. the
1: one that I like to use the most for like silliness and and memes and wrestling yeah. content and yeah. whatever else
0: Molly, Insta, I'm Twitter. At, I'm at the
1: Molly Turner on both Instagram and Twitter.
0: Awesome, little brand unity there. Yeah. I like that. Molly's a little younger than us, so she's really a lot better at social media <laughs> than we are. Um, just an aside there, she didn't hear that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can find her on you can find the Molly Turner on yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Um, I will be back in just a minute to tell you about where I've been. Since my last trip uh, podcast that I talked to you about when I went to uh, parts of southwestern Missouri, a couple more stories from central Missouri, and then I'll tell you about uh, today's experiences in southeastern Oklahoma. Be right back on Life on the Highway with Dustin. And we're back. It's Life on the Highway with Dustin. Uh, just wanted to keep you guys updated on some of my travels out there on the highways and through America's Back Roads. Uh, after leaving the Hampton and in Suites, Lebanon, Missouri, I headed to Camdenton, Missouri, a city on Lake of the Ozarks, a nice little city uh, client there, a little lake uh, dealership, sells a lot of trucks, real nice folks, talked to them for quite a while, and then headed through a couple of uh, county roads and Missouri state highways to the city of Waynesville, Now, Waynesville is is different than all the rest of the places that I go in terms of the clientele that they serve. Uh, It's not in a big city. It's probably about an hour and a half from, uh, it's actually two hours from St. Louis. Halfway in between is Rolla, not a place I visit, Uh, but it is two hours from St. Louis. So there's some people from St. Louis that come down, also customers that go from that town to St. Louis. But Waynesville uh, and St. Robert, it's sister city, are notable for being the home of Fort Leonard Wood, one of America's uh, military bases for the U.S. Army. They do a lot of basic training there. So essentially, anytime I stay in a hotel in the Waynesville, St. Robert area, there are lots of military families, uh, newly minted uh, privates, privates first class, and also specialists in the U.S. Army. Lots of families, lots of dress uniforms. Uh, I went to a Culver's in St. Robert, and I was the only person eating my lunch there that was not in a U.S. Army uniform. So felt a bit out of place there, but always thankful, especially on this Memorial Day week, for the people that uh, decide to serve us in our nation's uniforms. A big shout out to those folks. But uh, went to Waynesville, uh, hung out with those folks for a little bit, uh, spreading the good word of uh, product knowledge. Uh, Back to Camdenton for a moment, though, a restaurant that I can recommend in the Camden area. It's actually in a town called Osage Beach, which is right next to it. And the restaurant is called Domenico's. And Domenico's is dinner only. Domenico's is an all you can eat charbroiled prime rib restaurant. Now it's 40 bucks for all you can eat charbroiled prime rib, but they will keep bringing it until you say the word. Uh, Steak after steak after steak. I think I cleared about 35 ounces the last time I was there. Medium rare, of course. Always want to go with medium or below when we're talking prime rib. Uh, really locks in the flavor. Uh, if if you do eat any kind of steak of any quality above medium, um, you should not be listening to this podcast. Uh, you probably should uh, rethink your position in life, rethink what you do, uh, and generally uh, you're about in the same boat as I mentioned in the first, lef- first episode as left lane campers. So left lane campers and people who eat steaks over medium, uh, you can go straight to hell. Um, So Domenico's in Camdenton definitely a recommend. Uh, Check it out the next time you're around the lake of the Ozarks. Lots of great different hotels, B&Bs in the area, and just a nice little lake town that you can stay any budget. Uh, Waynesville, Culver's, of course, great restaurant, a place I go quite a bit. There's also a Cracker Barrel in St. Robert, Cracker Barrel, one of those chain restaurants that I talked about where the food is exactly the same at every single location. Also, check out the daily specials at Cracker Barrel. Some nice finds there. You can find 6 dollars lunch specials, 7 dollars dinner specials. And of course, you can do all that shopping afterwards. Fun fact about Cracker Barrel anything that you buy at Cracker Barrel, you can have shipped home uh, to your home. Uh, if you don't want to put it in the car with you as you make your road trip across the country, they will ship whatever you buy um, back home for you at Cracker Barrel. So check that out when you're on the road. Cracker Barrel, uh, one of those great chain restaurants. Not better than Waffle House, in my opinion, Uh, but uh, Cracker Barrel, definitely a good place to go. After Waynesville, I made my way back to Tulsa, about a four, five-hour drive. about five hours because of the weather. Uh, that day. It was pretty rainy. I couldn't see in front of me on the highway. So I figured it was time to take a couple breaks in the middle of that drive. So I made it back to Tulsa for the night. Uh slept in my own bed for the first time in a couple of days, which was pretty nice. And then today I went to two dealerships in southeastern Oklahoma. Uh, the first town was Eufaula and Eufaula on Lake Eufaula. I talked about it last episode. Uh, great places to check out in Eufaula. Uh, if you like catfish, you can't go wrong. Uh, ton, essentially every place serves fried catfish in the town of Eufala. And then a new Italian restaurant, uh, not new to me, but new to the podcast that I checked out. Uh, not Pete's place, but at Moto Mio. So if you're looking for a little bit more of an economical option when you're in the McAllister area, Moto Mio is right off of US 69. Uh, first exit when you get into McAllister, just past the, the living diorama of the cowboys and their cattle. Uh, is Moto Mio. And Moto Mio serves a $6.99 lunch special every weekday, which includes their house salad, uh, freshly baked bread, and also kind of an olive oil basil mixture that you can dip said bread into. Uh, So Moto Mio in McAllister, a couple places. McAllister, of course, known for its uh, two largest employers, the McAllister State Prison and the other one escapes me uh, at the moment. Oh, the Army Munitions Plant. So if you're into bombs or going to jail, McAllister is definitely a great place to visit uh, if you're ever into one of those two things. They also have a what I would call a shrine to the bombs that they make there, the most notable of which is the largest conventional bomb ever made by the United States uh, military, the Mother of All Bombs or the Moab. Check that out on YouTube. Uh, One of the most powerful bombs ever made, Bunker Buster, uh, definitely helped the U.S. Army in its fight in Afghanistan against al-Qaeda and the Taliban. So McAllister and Eufaula were visited uh, today. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm on a home office, so I will be doing all that paperwork, uh, getting the expenses done, getting everything sent off to the Motor City And uh, we'll be taking a nice weekend off with the family. Didn't expect Sarah and Molly to be here for the weekend, but they will be. A nice little surprise. We got a big soccer party tomorrow night, and we will be headed to that. Uh, May or may not talk about that on the podcast next week. Uh, But I do have some great uh, dealerships and towns to head to on the horizon. Uh, headed to Fayetteville area next week to start off the week. And we'll probably travel to a couple different dealerships in Arkansas and Oklahoma over the next week. So I'll tell you about some things next week in northwestern Arkansas, one of America's fastest growing areas, the home of J.B. Hunt, Tyson Foods, and of course, the Walmart Corporation. Booming area, really cool place to visit, the Fayetteville, Bentonville, Springdale area. If you're in the area of you know northeastern Oklahoma or southwestern Missouri or even central Arkansas, uh, Northwest Arkansas is not far at all. A lot of cool things to do up there. Um, there's actually a museum on the square, uh, the first Walmart location. You can actually go. It's a museum now. Uh, Walton's 5 and 10 is now the Walmart museum in downtown Bentonville. But that's all next week. Uh, as always, feel free to tweet me your questions at, at DT McGowan on Twitter. Uh, be sure to share, be sure to subscribe, be sure to leave me any kind of comments or any kind of feedback. Uh, You can do that on Twitter or you can do that through Anchor or uh, any way you want to get a hold of me. Definitely cool. Uh, At DT McGowan on Twitter and of course on Anchor where I host this podcast. So all that being said, that's the end of episode two. Uh, I'm Dustin and this has been Life on the Highway with Dustin.
1: Thanks.